Geeks. You listen to episode one, two, three of the Geeks Nerdist podcast. That was fun to say. My name's Cody Armour. I'm joined by Shelly Walzar. Hello. And Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the death of a console, how irreplaceable Carrie Fisher is, and we ask if there could be too much Teen Titans. I don't know. First, we need to give a special shout out to our Patreons at patreon.com slash Grace, specifically Scott Phillips and Jordan Garner. They donate to the tier that uh, gives them a shout out. So we, we love everyone who donates. You guys are all super, super awesome for doing so. Uh, but going on from that, we go to our favorite part of the podcast, and that is Twitter discussion. You can tweet at us using the hashtag GUGCast. Ask us anything you want, and we'll answer it to the best of our abilities. This one comes from Jason Wilkerson. As geeks, myself included, we sometimes tend to hold certain things sacred. We sometimes get upset when the movie adaption changes elements of the book, for example. How do you combat the urge to treat your secular interests as sacred? What about you, Joe? Uh, I mean, I, I that's a weird question to me because I... I guess you're talking about like just geeking out and holding on to something as geek canon. Yeah. I mean, because clearly in my mind, I dif- differentiate between my geek interests and my faith. When I think a, a certain thing is sacred, I don't think that it literally is biblically sacred. I'm just like, yeah. don't touch that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, there's just a clear distinction between... Oh my faith and the things that I enjoy doing the yeah. worlds that I enjoy getting myself wrapped up in. Right. Right. What yeah, about you, yeah. I think there's like a difference between getting upset over something because it's something that you wanted to like be this way, sort of like a book to movie sort of thing where, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they changed this thing. I'm so upset, but you're not, at least I know I'm not ever going to be that upset you know i'm gonna be upset to a level i think it's different when things are that are actual you know actually sacred you know someone burning a bible i'm gonna be way more upset about that like yeah because that's a different level of something and again so kind of like what joe was saying i definitely feel like i can separate my faith versus things that i like there's i think there's a difference between oh i just really really like this i like the way it's done that sort of thing versus it's actually sacred because one thing is just maybe me enjoying or me saying it's sacred. The other thing is, you know, people for centuries have been saying it's sacred. Um, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a big enough difference. It's kind of hard to answer that question. I, I want to alter the question because I think that it'll help us give um, something else interesting. And that would be what, what ways do you combat the idolization of movies and video games and uh, things like, cause I, I have to go see the next Marvel movie. Like it's super important to me. Um, so does that become idolization? Like how do you combat that? I think with gaming, it could be really easy to um, let the pastime take presence over precedence over something else. Hmm. Okay. Um, somebody asked me something about this earlier this week. I took a personality quiz last week. 
I've never done one of those INFJ, you know. Are you, did you do a Myers-Briggs one? Uh, the website was called 16personalities.com. Okay. I think that is that. I think it's Myers-Briggs related. Did you get an INFJ style answer? Yeah, I'm a mediator by definition of whatever they, they said similar personalities. I think it was INFJ. I don't know. INFJ, okay. Sounds Um, similar to INFP. But. But either way, real quick, Shelly, what are you? I don't know. I'm INFP, but I also don't hold Myers Briggs as being accurate. So okay, yeah, and I'm I don't, ENFP. If anyone's wondering, but we'll let Joe go back to it. Either way, I was an I. I'm definitely an I. Okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, they said that like similar personalities to mine, like both. They give you famous characters and famous people that yeah. are have a similar personality. Right. Uh, I'm a Frodo Baggins. Okay. <laughs> I always fancied myself a Samwise Gamgee, but I'm not. I'm a Frodo Baggins. Um, no, but I mean, to me, there's a very... You you have to make a very clear distinction for yourself because one of the questions was like, hey, you know, if a new video game or book or something comes out, would you rather spend time with that or socializing with people? And I love playing games. I love doing geeky stuff. But if I'm given the option, I'm always going to go hang out with people. I can play games anytime. Mm-hmm. You have to prioritize. I mean, it, it comes down to what's important to you. You have to make your priorities and, and stick with that. If you realize that something is affecting you in a way that you don't want, then then you need to recognize that, set a boundary on that, and handle it appropriately. Or even not what you want, but what biblically we must. Yeah, those uh, yeah. disciplines. In fact, right now, just for a class, and we'll see if I continue it or not, but I've been uh, f- having to do... Pretty much, we focus on a different discipline every week, and the song is about song... Or the, sorry, the class is about songwriting, and so we use the disciplines and our experience from the disciplines to help influence our songwriting, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, but for yeah. this week is uh, doing morning and evening prayer through Trinity Mission, which is... Um, a podcast, I think, but they set up, you know, this is the morning prayer for this morning. And then you sign in for, you know, evening prayer. And so I've been doing that, you know, this week, every morning and every night. And there's definitely times where I'm like, I really do really have to do this. I have other homework. I want to go sleep or something, but I feel like it's actually been really helpful and good. And it's definitely, yeah. Comparing that versus like, Oh, playing video games during that time. I know would definitely be not helpful. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's one example. I'm not sure how helpful that is, but yeah. Yeah. I think you guys got it. Like the the priority, you have to look at what um, is healthy spiritually. And we all know what that is uh, for the most part. Uh, if you don't contact us, we, we could help you out with that. I think, I think we're, we're not pastors, but I'm, I'm sure we could figure that out for you. <laughs> uh I think that um you know the knowing what you what you need to do and looking at what you're doing and realizing this is taking priority over this in my life and it shouldn't be and just having that that discipline to say enough is enough you know whether it's through conscious action if it's through prayer there's you know there's a few different ways to combat it uh and so Oh yeah, I think you guys you guys said it better than I could. Cool. Cool. 
going on for the Twitter conversations. Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? All right, so I've been playing Nino Kuni 2 like, well, I say like a madman, uh, as much as I can. Uh, like okay. Today was a full day off, and I got maybe an hour in of the game. <laughs> but uh, I think I've got about 10 hours in after the first week. And I don't know that I like it as much as the original Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch. Okay. But this is an action RPG instead of a turn-based Pokemon-type game. Yeah, right. I'm still enjoying it. I like the characters, and I like where the story's going so far. Uh, just got to the point 10 hours in where I can finally start building my own kingdom. That's cool. So, okay. That's that's something I knew was coming at some point, but it took me about 10 hours. Of course, I've done quite a bit of running around and grinding on stuff just because I'm enjoying the combat, that sort of thing. But um, If you like Studio Ghibli sort of anime styles and that right. sort of thing... This one seems very family-friendly. Um, I don't remember what the ESRB rated this one, but like the main character is like a 12-year-old kid named Evan. Okay. And it's it's kind of a fun, cartoony cast of characters. And like the, the main enemy so far, from what I've seen, is a, a race of rat people. Your, your main character is what's called a Grimalkin. He's... Human with cat ears and a cat tail. And he's facing rats. Well, so, okay, I'll give you the basic premise. He was the ruler of this kingdom, Ding Dong Dell, which anybody that's played the past games knows Ding Dong Dell is the main area. Yeah. Okay. The beginning of the game starts with the rat people staging a coup. Hmm. And so uh, he and and uh, this other guy have to, have to kind of take off out of the castle uh, and and work on building up a new kingdom from there. There's hmm. a lot more to it than that, but that's kind of the basic premise. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, on top of that, I've played uh, just a few hours of Far Cry 5. Um, man, I don't even know how... Where do you start with this thing? Is it <laughs> offensive? Um, you need to be discerning. Okay. How about that? Because it's definitely a twisted Christianity. Right. Um, you know, you, you land at the very beginning of the game. You, you're flying into their compound. You land in the compound in front of a church. Looks like an old country church. You can hear them singing familiar Christian hymns. Okay. Uh, and there are, like, as you're walking into the church and stuff, you can see... Bible verses, Leviticus, and things like that carved into the walls of the oh, church. Leviticus. Got yeah, it. It's it's pretty... <laughs> I mean, there are others, but like several of the houses that I've encountered in the area also have Bible verses carved into the church and stuff. It's This family has basically taken Christianity, twisted it, and formed a cult out of it. So, okay. they own the fact that it's very twisted and sort of cultish, they're not trying to present it as, this is normal Christianity and we're killing Christians. Oh, no, no. They definitely then, make okay. it out to be a yeah. cult. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, important, it's, I think. It's called the Gate of Eden. Okay. Yeah, and but it's very much like how some people view some Christians in America today. It's like, oh, they're gun-toting and, you know, gun-toting faith people and like, it, it gets kind of political at times, okay. too. Um, so yeah, 
That said, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and as a Christian, I shouldn't enjoy shooting people, but I know that these people have a twisted faith, and right. they're not real. And they're and so like, well, and and then okay, so yeah, they're doing they're basically doomsday preppers that are looking to end the world. Oh, ha <laughs> Kind of nice. That sort of thing. They're like, oh, yeah. It's take they're, they're notes, nuts. doomsday preppers. <laughs> They're nuts. They they, they probably are, did it a couple times. Made the news headlines. They're like, "Crazy church does it again." Knew that the other prediction, and they're like, "You know what? This time, this time it's gonna happen. This time it's <laughs> real. This yeah, one, it's, we know." But I mean, like, it's basically like, "Oh, these people are Christians, but they're certifiably insane, right? Clearly, and they're all also on drugs. They'll be probably. fire from the sky because we bought nukes. Goodness." No okay. nukes, but they, they might be stockpiling stuff to make bombs. I'm just okay. saying. Got it. <laughs> yep. Sounds so, all right. Yeah. They're, they're nuts. But it's fun. Like, I got... Me and LJ talked about this a little bit. We've gotten the dog, Boomer. Boomer is just the... He's he's now probably my favorite all-time video game animal. Okay. Mm. Boomer's Boomer's the boss. Like, he's, he's awesome. <laughs> there are two other... Uh, animals you can get in the game. There's a bear named Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. And there's a mountain lion or a cougar named Peaches. Peaches. Peaches and Cheeseburger. How American. What's the dog's name? Boomer. Boomer. Yeah. Boomer's definitely the best game pupper ever. That's how LJ says it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, he'll, he'll attack enemies and rip guns out of their mouth and bring you the guns back and that's awesome. You can you can pet him and it's it's awesome. Yeah. Fetch boy. He's he's way cooler than dog meat, which is really saying something. Yeah. So Oh, I don't really like dog meat. Yeah. Boomer's that much cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um and then on top of that I went and watched Ready Player One. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see How it Tuesday. That? Yesterday for those listeners. So I'll say this because I, I I listened to the audio book about three weeks before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they significantly change up everything beats story beats in the so they they've got the same characters mm-hmm. and the same basic premise, but the way that they tackle it for the silver screen is considerably different. Hmm. Yeah. Like you know, main story mission quest like the ways that they get some of the stuff in the book are completely different okay. in the movie. But it makes it more an- action-packed and keeps the pace rolling for, right. for movies what a lot I've better. What I've heard is that... I haven't heard anything bad from the movie. I've heard that it's very different from the book. I've heard that people who didn't like the book like the movie, and I've heard people who still like the book liked the movie more. So I'm a little conflicted, <clears throat> because I, I love the book. So I was going to say, I really enjoy... I, I prefer the book. Yeah. Because of some of the extra steps that they took. Mm-hmm. But I think the movie was fantastic. Yeah, and that's I, I, really good. <laughs> anybody who's been around games for any period of time should... I, I, there are so many references in there. Like There are things that I missed that I was watching. Uh, IGN had put up a thing that was like, here are all the video game and pop culture references that we found in the movie. But is it all modern now? Not all of it, but there okay. is a lot. Okay. I mean, like, there are things like, you know, the people pointed some of it out from earlier, like the Battletoads and Ninja Turtles are in there, and yeah. Lara Croft, and 
Tracer and several Street Fighter characters. But yeah, so. um, my main yeah, I guess my main concern is I'm gonna go see it with my mom, and we haven't determined when, but she just read the book, and she's like, "Oh okay. my gosh, we should watch it together." I'm like, "Perfect." Yeah, yeah. And she really enjoyed all the '80s references in there because she lived through you know all of that. Um, my concern yeah. is now that she won't really understand anything that's happening in the movie because it's not '80s anymore, or at least maybe some of it is. But I think she'll still get a lot of the basic beats mm-hmm. because a lot of it's still pop culture from '80s and '90s. But they roll a lot of newer game stuff in there too. Okay, that's good to know. So I mean, like, yeah, there's still plenty of stuff I think that she'll enjoy in there. Um, yeah, I. I I think that it's still a great movie. Yeah. And and I would definitely recommend anybody with a geek sensibility go see the movie. Cool. It's I own only a small handful of movies, like physically own copies of them. Right. Like Lord of the Rings, Gladiator. Stuff like you that. You know, that sort of thing. I will be buying Ready Player One on Blu-ray when it comes out. Nice. So right. I can already I can already say that. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think I was tempted to go back and, and I think I probably still will reread a summary of the book because I actually don't remember a lot of it that happens. But maybe yeah. thinking about now, maybe it's good that's been so long since I've read it because I, it's not like oh, it's so different from the book, you know, just because I it's so fresh in my memory. I still remember big concepts, but not really details. So maybe yeah. that's a good thing. I don't know. Well, well and and the thing is, Ernest Klein was involved in writing the screenplay. Right. Okay. So he had a hand in writing the screenplay, so he he helped them adapt cool. it for the silver screen. Yeah, that's comforting um, to know. That said, like I, I just personally for the for the source material, I think that the book fit more to my sensibilities. Yeah. For some of the stuff that they did. But go see it for sure. Everybody should go see it, and I'm pretty sure we've got a review of that up on the site. And I believe we have a Bible study check out. coming for it as well. Sweet. That'll be a cool... Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, that's what I'm geeking out with for the week. Some gaming news uh, coming out. We don't have a ton, but some of the stuff I think is pretty interesting. Yeah. Steam has removed Steam machines from their front page. When were they first like, released? I don't remember. I think they first hit the news, what, four or five years ago, maybe? Has it it would have been long? when Big Picture Mode... Yeah. Oh, right. I think that's been, yeah, three or four years anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were talking about this before the show, but you said you were surprised it didn't make a bigger splash, and I, I'm not surprised at all, I honestly. I understand, like, they were overpriced. They were not well made. I, I think anybody that wants to invest in the Steam ecosystem... Mm-hmm. Is going to go out of their way to build a rig for it, or to at least buy a gaming rig. Like you're well, not going to go halfway and just get a Steam machine that only plays indie games. You got a Switch that can do that now. That's yeah. true. I mean, I would definitely want a Steam machine that could keep up relatively. I think that if the Steam machine would have been affordable, and it would have been on par with the Xbox One and PS4. It could have been something with big ways because so many of my friends have PC games. If I don't have the money for a PC, but I can spend $400 on an Xbox One, something that matches an Xbox One that'll play the Steam games with my friends, um, I would pick that up. I would pick that up for, uh, you know, the pledge drive and stuff if I thought that it would have more power than what I have now. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're willing to spend an extra $100 and go up to the $500 tier, you can get, you know, 
these a machines. PC that can do that. You can get consoles that can do 4K. Yeah. And to get a comparable PC, you're not going to get that for $500. Right. I I just wonder if they would have done better or... I, I think it also it didn't help them that there were like six different manufacturers. Yeah, which is super they weird. Didn't, yeah, they didn't have a single path that was recommended by them. Yeah, it shouldn't have been Steam Machines, but they had a single Steam Machine that was the powerhouse... Right. I mean, basically, they provided the uh, the uh, operating system, and then they let a few manufacturers build on that. Right. And and it doesn't really make much sense to do that. Plus, uh, too, I don't why know. would these computer companies that make computers try to sell a sell a good Steam machine when they can say, "Hey, for seven or eight hundred bucks, three hundred dollars more, you we can, can get, get you a full gaming rig." This thing that we actually make. Right. There's not a lot of incentive for them to do well at, at that price point. Yeah, I'm not surprised that, that the Steam machines are, are kind of fading at all. Yeah. Um, while we're talking about news, Unreal released a video of some of the real-time ray tracing technology that they've got in the Unreal Engine. Now, yeah. you can't just go out and do this with a rig that you probably have sitting in your room right now unless you have a complete and total bear of a rig. <laughs> I, I don't man, even know. Like, would your rig? Your rig couldn't do this, Joe, could it? No, I don't. I don't have. I don't think I have a high enough video card to be able to do this. I'm still running a 970. Right. And for those who don't know, we'll have the video. Do they have? Do we have show notes? Is that a thing that happens in the description? I think so. Either way, go look it up. Just real time ray tracing, uh, and the video that they made is absolutely gorgeous. It says that the demo was rendered with four Tesla V100 GPUs. Wow. I don't know what a Tesla V100 is. Sounds but that impressive. Sounds, so, yeah. we're not getting this in our video games anytime soon. No. Um, but the the chief technology officer of uh, NVIDIA said that this was the biggest thing to happen to graphics in the last 15 years. And wow. the, the chief technology officer... I'm sorry, that was the CEO of NVIDIA. The chief technology officer of Epic said that in this time in a decade, you will not be able to tell the difference between computer-generated and reality. Right. I mean, if you could put gameplay, make gameplay look like this did, it would be really hard to tell. Wow. The lighting is just amazing. The uh, The shapes just... What they do with the engine is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this looks like, yeah, yeah, it's impressive. You go check out the video. The only thing uh, I'm noticing, I'm thinking about right now, is there's not a huge thing of polygons. Everything's there's very not rounded. A, there's not a ton, but I mean, that gives them a chance to show off reflections and real time lighting a lot easier. Yeah, I just, this I was just a demo. If adding a lot of polygons to it, you know, thousands of polygons, a lot of shapes, what does that do to like an environment with grass? Where we want someday to see every single little blade. I'm sure that they'll. I'm sure due time we'll get that. Yeah, I want to. Curious. Uh, and then final news item for the week: Pokemon Go for fun, fans that are still playing it have added the Gen Three Legendary Pokemon's Latios and Latias. Is that how Latios you pronounce? Latios. Yeah. Usually, La-la-da. I feel like it's a soft T. Maybe it's Latias. Just being, yeah. Say Latios. And then Gladius? just go Latias. Just as smoothly. It's I like, love, yeah, it's almost like I a love a salad full of Latias. <laughs> yeah. 
It's Latios, but yeah. I, would, I mean, yeah. They're cool. I like them a lot. They look like whales. I like their movement. No, they don't. Ish. They're flying hey. things. Yeah, like flying whales. <laughs> they look like tiny Lugias. Hakalugia. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the movie that they were in. I really liked that movie. They go to Venice. They it's not to- Venice. It's pretty much Venice, and then there's also all this thing with illusion, and then the villains. I really like the villains because they're really unique in my head and what yeah. they're gonna do. And then I guess spoilers. You get a bunch of little Latioses in the end, and it's really cute. It's crazy how <laughs> sci-fi the movies get, and the the show isn't like that at all. Yeah, like the... Pokemon Two Thousand, they have a giant airship, and they're catching yeah. Pokemon in these giant like electrical things. Mm-hmm. Man. I really like a lot of Pokemon movies, and then I watch the show, and I'm like, this is trash. Even though I did watch (laughs) the original series as a kid. And I actually watched it up until probably Hoenn when they went there. I don't know what the uh, show was called for that. But then they got rid of Brock and Misty and got other people. I'm like, no, this is really dumb, and I'm not watching anymore. So I watched the first... I I watched Kanto. I think like the Orange Islands is where they kind of started to lose me. Oh, really? They got Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy's weird. <laughs> uh, Real time Ray Tracy. I, I watched a lot of the Hoenn one. I think that was because it probably isn't actually that good of a show, but I was young enough that I still really enjoyed it. And then whatever happened after that, I was like, not about it. But yeah, It's definitely a kid's show through and through. It's like they, they released Lucario and the Mystery of Mew, and that was the last good Pokemon movie that I watched. And then they went into actual Sinnoh. And then I didn't watch anymore. Actually, okay. I did watch some. I did not enjoy it, but I still watched it. I remember because Dawn... <laughs> Dawn was someone I knew. But that was about it. Okay. If, if I remember. It was one of I those really where I really want to watch the new Pokemon to... movie. Yeah. I want to watch What's it called? It's uh, I Choose You. And it goes back to Kanto. Yeah. It's about a T-Rex. No, what? it's not. I choose you. No, no. it's not. <laughs> choose, choose. You're you're reaching. No. Unlike not. a T Rex, yeah. I always reach tiny arms, <laughs> <laughs> just outside of my grasp. Okay. Um, Pikachu talks in that. That's Pikachu, the one. Speaking of yeah. things that Pikachu talks in, he also detective talks in the detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Did you yeah. give up on that? You weren't geeking out about that this week. I geeked on it last week. I, like I said, I've been all over the place this week. Uh, most of my free time has been spent with with uh, Nino Cooney too. Got so. it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, pull list for the week's pretty pretty short. Not a lot coming out this week. I think we get some more next week. A uh, couple of notable releases this week, though. Minute. It's a small Zelda type game that. You Ooh. play in one minute chunks, like your character only lives a minute at a time. Oh wow, that's kind of intense. okay. And it's very simplistic looking graphics, like monochrome, black and white sort of thing. But I've heard good buzz about it. And then Penny Punching Princess. I I know that this is a. I love that name. It's Nippon. Let's see. Uh, Nisa. I can't remember what Nisa stands for. Nippon Itchy Software America. I think. I think anyway, you said nipple th- at first, and I was like, whoa. What kind of game is this? <laughs> it's it's a Japanese company. Okay. Uh, and they, they do a ton of RPGs. We've reviewed quite a lot of their stuff on the website. 
They, they, they usually are pretty good to work with us on stuff. Um, but that's coming out, I believe, on Switch and uh, the Vita of all platforms. Vita. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's still getting so, stuff on there. Yeah, the if you're looking for stuff for the Switch. No, I mean, it's its name literally means life. True. <laughs> about that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Well, that's it for me for the week. Shelly, what are you geeking out about? Um. Well, I mentioned last week that I was going to watch the movie about Apostle Paul, and I did watch it, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. What do you think? Oh, really you liked, liked it. it. I... <laughs> um, I wasn't entirely sure what time frame they were going for, if it was just all on Paul's life. It was, it was really interesting because, you know, the movie is called Paul or Possible Paul or, you know, has he's right, in the right. title. I think it's Possible But he's really only about half of the movie. Uh, the rest of it really? really follows. So it really follows Luke. Luke is kind of more the protagonist, the main guy throughout the Luke whole Skywalker. movie. Because he's the one going to Paul, writing acts with him. You okay. know, in the prison. Okay. And he's also trying to help Aquila and Priscilla with the uh, Christians in Rome that are getting persecuted. So, and they they do not shy away from persecution. You see people hmm. just lit on fire. You see beheadings. Is, yeah, that's That was Jim early Caviezel Christian in reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, exactly. It's accurate. It's very accurate. Uh, Is it's just one of those Jim things Jim Caviezel where, in the movie? Huh? Is Jim Caviezel in the movie? I thought he was. Yeah, he's Luke. <laughs> oh, he's Luke. He's Luke. It's kind of weird. Trippy. It's so trippy, but he's Luke. Yeah, he's in it. So. Huh. I figured he was just going to play Jesus again. Yeah. He's Passion nope. of the Christ. Nope, he's Luke. He's not Jesus. I was like, but... he's going to be flashback Jesus. Yeah, no. Um. So, yeah, it really wasn't about Paul's life that much. It definitely, there was a focus on it. But a lot of it was focused on the persecution that was happening. And they also had a side story with the prison owner and his daughter being sick and trying to find someone who can heal his daughter. And they're always like, you know, Luke's a physician. Maybe he could help. So that's an entirely different thing as well that I actually really liked. I thought that was really interesting. Um, But yeah, it was really good. It's just definitely don't take your kids to see it because the persecution is definitely like again it's accurate there. so just okay. be prepared for that don't think well, that, don't go say, into like, it as oh this is just a feel good family christian movie it's definitely not that it's like a hard I mean, hitting christian movie yeah if you're going to go into it i mean this is something i could see a mature teenager you know somebody that's that's got a little bit you know starting to starting to absorb meat mm-hmm. christian meat instead of just milk yeah. take the youth like, group yeah, and and let them know ahead of time like this small, was reality, not yeah. new believers youth group. Yes, right. I think that this is a great movie that because it's has teachable teachable moments. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of good things in there. It's really funny because Paul will just quote things that he wrote. <laughs> he just says it, you know, like the the um in was it First Corinthians a whole section on love. He just says that. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do we know? He was just saying them over and over, and he's like, "I gotta write this down sometime." Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like he's just quoting himself. Uh, <laughs> but I like, definitely needs to write this enjoyed down. it. I definitely really enjoyed it. So all of the previews. There were only probably four or five of us in the whole theater room. 
Oh, not wow. only because we saw it midday, but also because it was probably not as popular. Right. We walked in and we're like, is this the right room? And we saw it was a God's Not Dead 3 trailer. And we're like, yes, this is oh, the right room. Oh, that's the right room. This is the right room. But it's man. not, it doesn't feel like a God's Not Dead, does it? No, definitely not. Okay. It definitely seems more, like, obviously it has lots of Christian values because all of it is baked in Christianity, but it's not like God's Not Dead in the case of, oh, here, we're taking, like, this modern example and trying to, like, shove this in your face because it is so historically accurate. Right. It's really just telling the story. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. Um, Besides that, I don't know, I've been playing tons of Smash. (laughs) <laughs> and I just I'm kind of keep playing it all the time now. I'm back in. What that are you gonna do zone. when the new Switch one comes out and you won't have any of your saves? You get all oh. new characters. You don't use saves in Smash. You unlock characters. Well, I mean, and that's you're half unlocked. The fun. Yeah, <laughs> half the fun is unlocking your characters. I'm really okay. excited for Smash on Switch. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> but on Friday night when I usually stream. I didn't know what to stream, and so I just invited, like, four of my friends over, and we just all played Smash, and it was really chaotic. I still have my setup here. It was a lot of fun, though. Not a lot of people watched, but that's okay, because we were (laughs) probably scaring people off. We were insane. Um, (laughs) But that was a lot of fun. And I've been watching still more anime. I watched one or two more episodes of Fate Zero. Do you so, still like it? Yeah, I still like it. That's I good. I think it's really... Yeah, still safe. It got dark. People. Yeah, it's, it's dark. Um, I don't know how to, I guess, show what... Reveal what part I'm in without revealing spoilers. There's just the crazy wizard class guy is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's messed up. I think people will know what you're talking about if they've seen it without giving too much away. Involves hide and seek. With the words... Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. The song. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> it's very... I, I'm like, yeah, I want to keep watching it. I just haven't seen many more episodes. I saw two more episodes. But I've been watching a lot of Oran. <laughs> Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> I might be a little bit obsessed with that show. I like it. I love it so My much. My wife's phone calls her commoner because of that anime. <laughs> That's so good. Um, because I watched it I watched it with my roommate. and Because uh, we're especially just now getting to the parts where it's starting to get a little bit more real. You know, mm-hmm. the first beginning of the anime is completely ridiculous. And now we're starting to learn a little bit more why everyone is like the way they are. So mm. I'm really excited about that. It really wants, makes me want to play a cheesy feel-good dating sim. Not Doki Try Doki Doki, Doki Literature Club. Not Doki Doki. No, no, no. Like an actually <laughs> legit one. <laughs> Which is super trashy, but I don't really care. <laughs> Probably trashy. something in the hack wokey. What? Universe. The... Oh. Never heard of the hack wokey games? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I can't think of the genre it's in, but it's basically dating sim. Like Okay. Um. Like Doki Doki Literature Club? Just like that, yes. Identical. <laughs> In every possible way. For yeah. those, 
I feel like most people listening already know, but if, if you don't, just in case, I don't want anyone accidentally falling into that. Doki Doki Literature Club is a horror game. Uh, so expect that. Like, it is not they a give cutesy you fun game. if you play, so. But yeah, yeah I, I just want to play some trashy dating sim, but I'd feel... I don't know, I think part of the reason why I'm still playing so much Fire Emblem Fates is that with both Fates and Awakening, you ship your characters together. And I think that it's being a little bit fueled by Oron. I'm like, you two have to get together. Joe, did you see the Mega Man dating sim for April Fool's? Oh, I saw that. No. <laughs> There's an That's April so Fool's weird. Mega Man dating sim. Gosh, I love seeing all the weird um, things that video game developers put up for 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 April Fool's. I really like the Sonic one because it's legitimate. They weren't actually kidding. What was the Sonic what one? What Sonic one? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, they put out, you know, the really meme Sonic, You know, the bo- poorly drawn Sonic. Yeah. They just released a bunch of merch on that. And <laughs> the link to it said something something slash totally real slash, you know, like trying to make this big joke on it. But then they themselves commented on their own post saying, LL, this is totally fake. Clicks link. Wait, what? And you actually click the link and you can order that stuff. It's not a joke. <laughs> Their social media is so weird. <sighs> They're so great. Too bad their games are not that great sometimes. Hey. Sometimes. They're wonderful. I said sometimes. <laughs> I'm thinking more back to the to the Sonic as a werehog era. That's what I'm thinking about. Ha! That's still 3D Joe. Uh, that's not good stuff. I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's what I was saying is not good. Oh, <laughs> that was okay. an example. Of I got really excited. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, She's like, no, good that one, was, Cody. That was you really got me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna did you back like down. that game? Was that one you liked? I I played it. Um, my only issue with it was that I played it on the Wii, and you had to Wii like as well do a thing with the Wii, and I was like, no, I I didn't like the Wii. Well, the only game I enjoyed on the Wii was uh, tennis. Wii Sports no. Resort oh. was uh, uh, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword was good too. Wii Sports Resort. Skyward I enjoyed Sword. Skyward Sword, but if you weren't playing tennis on that thing, you were doing it wrong. Tennis. I, I mean, I did play tennis. Yes. I just didn't care. Well, I <laughs> I still I, didn't care about I, I would still if someone had a Wii set up and wanted to play Wii tennis with me, I would I would do it. Well, in, a heartbeat. in fact. The, the Mario tennis game that they announced is going to have a tennis-ish mode like that built in. I mean, you're going to be able really? to use the... That's too bad. Yeah, you're going to be able yes. to use the... My favorite thing is when the two people, the two Mies, that are close to the net, just... And the people at the back, they don't get to do anything because it's just so intense and you're just shaking the wheel like, ah! I want to clarify, I had a lot of issues with Skyward Sword, but I was okay with the gameplay. That's the only time that the Wiimotes ever felt comfortable to me. People would definitely say that Skyward Sword was only good because of everything except the gameplay. Like, gameplay was the worst part of it. Really? That's what a lot... I mean... What I didn't like about Skyward Sword was the fact that the levels were levels, and it wasn't a... Like, you would go into, like, you had a hub world. It was so right, it out of place for Zelda. it's an open world, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I like, really Sky Whales and stuff? Mm-hmm. That was a good I game. didn't like that at all. That felt very not Zelda to me. But the sword fighting, I, I really enjoyed. Okay. I didn't like the climbing that I had to do in Sonic Unleashed. 
the thing is, they'll never be able to do like a, a remaster, re-release of that Zelda ever. They could do it with a Switch. Yeah, but they're not gonna. I'd hope not. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, that's that's one that we won't see three generations down the line. That's true. We don't need to. It's okay. It's just annoying that if I do want to play, I have to. Well. Pull out the you Wii. Play on Wii U, or Wii U. Technically, right? Yeah, but, but you're going to use... have to have a Wii with Motion Plus. And... Yeah. Anyway, I liked that game. Uh, that's all I've been Breath geeking out about, so we're going to go into some movie news. So, <laughs> first bit of movie news uh, is that we got some more information on Death of Superman. We've sort of talked about it as more information's come out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. They have a whole sort of short. Uh, a six-minute thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty long. Um, I didn't get to watch all of it, but what's really cool is that Justice League is definitely going to be in there. You know, you see Batman, and Cold Wonder Us. Woman. LJ, who is a fan of the, I believe the comics, is not as super stoked about the fact that Justice League's in it. About well, what comics? If it wasn't originally Death of Superman. Yeah, that I like. I think it's cool. Just I think. It's I cool also too. love that it's the Justice League War universe. Yeah, so they're continuing that sort of thing. It's not totally separate. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I think it's looking pretty good. But I also haven't read the. Comic. I'm so excited for it. So it's gonna be real emotional. Yeah, I bet. I, for everyone but Joe, I hope they Joe finally, hates Superman. I was gonna say I hope they finally just finish him off. Well, they murder him. Like he dies. It's called the death of Superman. I would hope that he literally happens, dies. Joe. Yeah, but does he stay there? No, because it because it's Superman. He, he's right. It, that's the tragedy. Christian symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. He dies as a sacrifice. Do you not know the story? Oh, I, I know the story, but I don't equate the two. Okay, he resurrects. He gets resurrected. <laughs> yeah, he that... sacrifices himself Doesn't for he everybody. Die and that's on why he Good dies. Friday too. Isn't that a thing? He does in. Uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Y- you know what I call that? Arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. Okay, Joe. <laughs> Maybe we should move on to the next bit of news. He's like, no uh, other idols before me. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's cool. Next bit of news. CK doesn't mean Clark Kent. It means Christ the King, baby. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Hey, this gives Smash us Bible study material, so... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Incredibles 2, TV spot, that's a nice bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth transition. <laughs> Thank you. It's like, well, we're here subjects. <laughs> so, this, the newest anime trailer for Incredibles 2 is the most watched anime trailer of all time. So that's really important. And also, everyone's excited for Incredibles 2. They're... I didn't see it until today. Really? I still haven't seen it. Well, Joe, I'm a good co-host. Basically, yeah, it's just doesn't showing... stay a part of the. Doesn't want to be a statistic. It's just showing all about um how. Okay, I saw it. <laughs> it's basically like the last movie flipped a little bit because now, Elastigirl has this you know hero job, and mm-hmm. Mr. Incredible is the stay-at-home dad, and so they're still playing off of the idea. Or truth, I suppose, that all families have issues, and especially this guy who has super 
you know, his kids have superpowers, and he has superpowers, but, like, that doesn't help families, necessarily. It could make right. things worse, especially with Jack-Jack, with all his powers, so all these things are just sort of getting thrown together, and it's probably going to be relatable, just like the first one was, uh, hopefully. And, um... But yeah, I'm really excited for it. I think I've mentioned it earlier in the podcast, or not this podcast, but earlier podcasts, um, episodes, that I do mm-hmm. kind of wish still that it would have been a time jump, but I understand if they're going to make something really cool without a time jump, then that's that's good. I hope it just goes well. But I think Frozone's still going to be in it, which is exciting, and things like that, so... Yep. Um, and then our last bit of news is all about Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. So there were a lot of, you know, talk when Carrie Fisher died that, you know, oh, they're going to digitally replace her like they no. did in the other movie, you know, Rogue One. Um, or they're going to... Yeah recast her entirely there was a petition set up by people to have meryl street play her which is yeah. really weird i don't know why they thought about that but some people hey, did pick one of the most unlikable humans on earth and <laughs> i don't really have many problems with meryl streep as a person i mostly have problems with her being leia because i'd have problems with anyone being leia which is apparently how the people at star wars feel as well because they're not recasting her They've confirmed they're not going to digitally recreate her, but they also are not going to take away any of her character's importance, because what sounds like they planned out this whole, you know, way that the three episodes were supposed to go, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the newer movies, Mm -hmm. the, not the first one, sorry, seventh episode, you got Han Solo who dies. Second one, or episode eight, you got Luke who dies. So, I mean, what? it makes... Uh... <laughs> uh, it's been long the... And she said spoilers. I did say spoilers. But it's arguable that he died. He's dead. He's, he's not dead. He's, he's one with dead. the Force. He's going to come back with the Force ghost. <laughs> Yoda is dead, dead, Joe. Yoda's pretty dead. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Yoda here. We're talking about Luke. Obi-Wan is dead. <laughs> We're not talking about Obi-Wan, we're talking about Luke. <laughs> Luke's pretty dead. Either way, so it makes sense for Leah to con- you know, to complete the trio to also die, but they it sounds like she has this very big important part in right. in the ninth episode. Which makes sense, you know, why wouldn't they have killed her off in the last movie unless she had a huge part in the ninth. So Yeah. But yeah, regarding all that, they're not gonna take away her new for importance, but they're also not going to recast her. They're not going to digitally recreate her. So they got to figure out, I guess we'll see how they how balance that. that because um, I know, I don't remember his name. I feel really bad, but he was a big part in um, the Hunger Games, like especially the last Hunger Games movie. And, but he died before. Um, why did you change that? I'll jail to cut. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't mention it, but I feel like I have to. <laughs> Just showing, maybe Carrie Fisher is replaceable. Perry Wisher. 
<laughs> with Barry Wisher. <laughs> All right, anyway. I'm going to continue my thought. Um, yeah, so the actor... I'm a child, is... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so the actor for... And I don't even remember his character's name. And I feel really bad for that, too. But he had this really big part, important part in the last Hunger Games movie slash book like he had in the books, should have in the movie, but actor died before filming was done, so what they did, right. if I remember correctly, was they still had him do all this important stuff, but he wasn't there in person to say it. He's either uh, delivered by someone else, or on the phone, or something like that. Philip yes. Seymour Hoffman, yes. That's, that is who I'm talking about. Oh, I forgot that he was in The Hunger Games. Yeah, so they they actually handled it really well that I did remember. Did you watch The Hunger Games, Joe? Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured you yeah. hadn't. Because I remember... I read the books, too. Uh, yeah, I remember. Huh. I, I read all the books before seeing the movies, and I knew that he had died, and I knew that he was a big, important part in the books, so I was really curious to see how they are going to handle it, and I thought they handled it well. You know, some of the things I think they handed off to other characters, like, oh, this character was supposed to do it, but because he can't, was give to someone else, and I wasn't upset with that at all, because, you know, what are you going to do? Um... But, yeah, I'm just curious to see how they are going to handle this in Star Wars 9, given the information that they've already released to us. So, yeah. Cool. That's that. Cool. Uh, Cody, what are you geeking out about? DC movies. <laughs> uh, animated. Got it. Because live action is, is trash. Bad. Trash. <laughs> I, I like the live actions, but... I know that uh, the the animations are just way, way better. So the first one, and me and LJ had a discussion about this, is Suicide, Squ- Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, which is rated R, animated, and it is definitely rated R. There is a quick flash of a naked woman, which was really weird to, like, see in DC animation. Huh. Uh, they also go to, like, they go to a couple different strip clubs, but you don't see anything. Um, no one is, like, fully undressed. But... This is the movie, and I can't explain why, when I realized that uh, earlier today, why this should have been the live action. Uh, It's so good story-wise. I think with Suicide Squad, you had the entire team, and they were like, but see, everyone's got a little good in them. And like in the end, they're all doing the right thing. Yeah. And in this movie, nobody (laughs) is there to do the right thing. Like, they're all still bad guys, and it's lovely. Like, they're forced to do this thing, so they decide they're going to do it. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm actually a terrible person. My biggest issue with Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, though, is it does have this Christian conversation about hell. And they have a, is it the Crimson? Oh, I can't remember his name. Crimson Tiger. It's not Crimson Tiger. Uh... It's Southern Tiger. He's basically Wolverine. He's always been like DC's version of Wolverine. Okay. Uh, he is a Christian character, and that was really, really cool. Bronze Tiger. Thank you, LJ. And his idea of... Like, they had this really good opportunity to be a really cool Christian piece. In Hollywood, whenever they have the chance to do this in a non-Christian movie, they just mess it up. Ooh. It really bugs me. So, he, they're all talking about heaven or hell. And, like, whether they're going to go there. Harley thinks she's going to go to heaven. And, like, her whole thing is... It's really sad. Um, but he has this whole piece. He goes, you know, nobody goes to heaven 
without the grace of God. It's nothing that we can do. And he says that, but then he goes, I don't know if I'm getting in or not, even though he is like a devout Christian in this. And so he's like, I've done too much in my past to get heaven. Hmm. And I was so bothered. It's like, you're so like, close. You understand yeah. this conceptually, but you still, it's not something that he's accepted well, yet. I, I mean, like talking to my, you know, talking to my preacher, he, he's mentioned several times, like, you know, he's, he's amazed how many people he's known to be devout Christians their entire lives. And on their deathbed, they're still questioning whether they're getting in or not. Yeah. Like, I, I think you're missing something in there. Like, right. You know, it has nothing to do with you. Like you can't. You, what did my pastor say? It was nothing you can do is going to be so bad that God won't save you from it. You can't sin better than he can save. Hmm. Yeah. And so that was this bronze tiger's hiccup is he's like, well, my past, I've just done too much. Uh, there's no way I'm getting into it. The, the entire premise is they get a it's so funny. The whole thing's like a B movie. Uh, which I love. I, I It's just ridiculous. It's very gory and like a slasher film. But their whole thing is there. There's a card and it's a get out of hell free card. And it hmm. gets one use. Whoever holds it gets out of hell for free. And so that's where all these conversations come from. But it's my only issue. That could have done so much. If he would have been like, I'm not worried about it. I know where I'm going. And not had any... Um, care for the card at all it would have been just amazing to me but the way the story works and i don't want to give too much away like i said i think that it could have been an amazing way to do the live action film because there are story plots in this that they want to introduce in the dc live action universe that would have been amazing to have introduced in suicide squad and they uh decided to not do that uh and it would have been it would have been so so cool. Uh, so I recommend it. It's rated R, like I said, and it is definitely a hard R. So keep that in mind. Uh, but our second movie, I didn't realize it was rated R when I watched it, and that is Gotham by Gaslight, which is that steampunk yeah. Gotham movie. And I actually watched that today. I didn't know it was out. I didn't know it was out either. We heard all of these like big things about it, and then nothing. And I don't know why, because it's not. Uh, it's not bad. My only problem with it, but it made sense and they justified it, was uh, DC tends to like objectify women pretty hard. You know, look at Harley Quinn. Oh, yes. And so yeah. they do that in this. They have a line where he's like, something going on here basically basically says, I'm paraphrasing, and he's like, oh, just some women causing ruckus. Uh, and it's like, blame the women. Because they're all sexist 19th century people but all of the there's a lot of uh cameos but like all of the women that are in this that are in like comic books are showmen and dancers and stuff Hmm. so that was kind of that was bothering bothersome whereas going back to suicide squad hell to pay i thought that was kind of cool um they did not like over sexualize any of the female characters in at least in the heroes um yeah. which are heroes quote unquote which is really cool harley wasn't like overly sexualized uh, neither was killer frost 
which is cool. Also, Suicide Squad is not connected to, Hellopay is not connected to Assault on Arkham. They're separate entities. Okay. Something to keep in mind. They feel like it calls back to that movie, but they do like introduce Killer Frost as if they've never met her before, and she was in the first movie. Uh, yeah, Gotham by Gaslight is super, super good. If you want a steampunk Batman, it's literally what you get. <laughs> Takes place in the 19th century. The story's really good. It's a murder mystery, uh, which is fun. You're trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper is throughout the show. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Plus, tons and tons of cameos. You get to see all these people in different lights. Joker the Ripper? Joker is not the Ripper. No, I'm not going to answer anymore. <laughs> okay. Joker is not the Ripper. <laughs> but that's all I've been doing for the most part is I watch these couple movies uh, and they're really... DC animated. I know I say this all the time, but next level stuff. It gets me really excited for that uh, Ninja Batman. That's right. Yeah. Yep. They're doing. They're doing a lot. Get on the TV news. I want to kind of fly through a few of these because we have a lot of it. Westworld has a season two trailer. It looks amazing. Uh, but I, it's moving so quickly. And the last season just moved quicker than I thought it would. You, you were seeing glimpses of different parks in the trailer. They, the robots, I guess, if you want to call them robots, are uh, developing faster than I thought they would. And it doesn't seem like a ton of the movie, a ton of the show takes place in Westworld. So, coming out for that. Another trailer came out was Into the Badlands. Me and Joe are fans of that show. Yes. Season probably... two is on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but it's oh, there. It okay, cool. Maybe I should. I watched the first maybe three episodes of that show, and I really liked it. Maybe I should. You should definitely watch more of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Season three. Joe will know why, but it's like all out war in the trailer. So that's really exciting. I didn't know there were that many people populating the Badlands. <laughs> you look at the war scene. There's a lot of people fighting. Yep. But it's it's super exciting. And then getting into the animated realm of TV, a couple of things. First of all, sad news about Deadpool. That was a TV show that Fox was going to be doing, and they canceled it. Boom. We just got some test footage. It leaked. It's kind of hard to find the test footage, but you can find it online. Uh, it got taken down pretty quickly. Like it was a leak, so. Uh, morally, whether you watch it or not, maybe, I don't know. But it looks really, really good. And I'm really sad that it's not going to happen. A lot of people are saying it should move to Netflix, which I think would is a possibility. I think Netflix could give it life. But I don't want it to go to Netflix because I want it to be a PG-13 adult comedy anime animation. It looks like Spider-Man. If you've watched any of like the Spider-Man cartoons... The quality looks a lot like that. And I think, doesn't Donald Glover voice? I think he voices Spider-Man in one of them. One He's of the shows. Great. I but don't know. The test footage, it's just like these little clips. And then uh, they took voiceover from the Deadpool live action movie. Ryan Reynolds' voice. And then they made his voice fit into the clips that they were making. Just kind of show what the animation looks like. And there's a giant wildebeest-looking thing, and it looks cool. 
it's everything that I wanted that Deadpool cartoon to be. And then finally, the biggest news to me, uh, Teen Titans is almost guaranteed to return. Yes. Which I hate to say almost guaranteed, but uh, <laughs> Michael Jelenic, he is a co-producer on the show. And he, at a con, at WonderCon, said he can almost guarantee the original Teen Titans is coming back. And in January, there were rumors that Cartoon Network was going to pick it up and put it on Adult Swim. And it was just going to be the, the sixth season, which those those who don't know don't care. But the last Teen Titans season, like, ended on cliffhanger. It got canceled when it shouldn't have. It was basically got canceled when it started getting good. Yeah. Which was really sad. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm really hoping that this happens. Even if I get just one season to give me clarity of what happened at the end of that season would be nice. Please. Also, Adult Swim having it means it'll be grittier. Which is definitely something they could have done. I remember watching Teen Titans again, at least part of it. I don't think I I didn't rewatch all of it, but I rewatched the first couple seasons and just seeing... They had a lot of opportunities to be gritty, but because it was Cartoon Network, they had Didn't. to keep it, you know, kid-friendly. And so, yeah. Harvey really just wonders, and it probably, I don't know if it'd be much, but to, like, just redo Teen Titans in that way, not the live action, but actually just the things that happen in the show, and if it wasn't on Cartoon Network, it would be really interesting to see how it would have turned out. Yeah. A lot yeah. more blood. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think that's kind of what all the, the crap that there. happens with Raven and her mm-hmm. family issues that could have gotten way darker. That could have gotten way darker because that was already kind of messed up, but they had to keep it a little bit friendly. Um, yeah, and now it, if it's an Adult Swim, if they bring anything like that back, which given what happened in the show, maybe they wouldn't. I'm not sure, but that'd be really interesting. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm so stoked. But you bring up the live action, and that that's kind of the question that people are running around with. Is there too much Teen Titans right now? Because we have this in the works, hopefully. And then we have Teen Titans Go, The Abomination. We have Young Justice, which is not Teen Titans, but it kind of is. Then we have Teen Titans, the live action in the works. And a movie. They're making a Teen Titans Go movie. They're making so like, a is it, wait. They're making a Teen Titans Go movie. Yeah, oh. and in the best joke ever, Nicolas Cage is going to be Superman, <laughs> which is a callback to him almost being Superman. Wait, wow, it's amazing. Uh, I I hate Teen Titans Go, but I really love that casting. That is really funny, actually. I can appreciate that. Well, they're self-aware. I mean, they had a whole episode that I saw somewhere. About yeah. how self-aware they are, but the thing is, they just keep doing it. So they're like, "Remember when we used to be cool?" It's like, was, yeah, we're not cool that. anymore, but we're gonna just keep doing what we're doing. Like, yeah, yeah, that episode, I was mad. I watched a little clip on YouTube, probably yeah. the same one you did. Probably, they like visit uh, the animators so, and stuff, or yeah. What do you guys think of it being like five different variations of the same concepts? Um, do you think that's too much of one thing, or do you think that it's okay because they're all different storylines? Um, I feel like there's a million different Batman movies. 
and stories. Yeah. There's a million different Superman movies and stories, even Wonder Woman. So now they're just taking a group and just splitting them off. It's unfortunate That's that true. it happens all at the same time, I think. But yeah. Like, which Teen Titans do you watch? Right, yeah. I don't know. It's... What about you, Joe? I think of, like, huh. other shows. So you're not really into Teen Titans, but... Right. If any other property had five yeah. different variations. Yeah. Oh, well, Shelly mentioning Batman got me thinking, like, well, yeah, I guess I, I got no problem with the different versions of Batman. Um, yeah. Or Spider-Man. I mean, there's so many different versions of Spider-Man yeah, out there I wasn't even thinking cartoons. about Marvel, but, like, Marvel, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Teen Titans fan in particular, but if if it keeps the fans entertained and it provides something some new value, I don't see why there's an issue. Right. I I I feel like the reason I don't care is just because I want this specific version to come to life. So I'm like, I don't care about all the other stuff. You can have it. You don't need to have it. I want this one. Yeah. So I'm totally fine. I don't think that they need to worry about the market because I think I feel there's the same a lot way. of people that like this. I think I definitely yeah, they don't need to worry way. about the market. It's not about making money. It's never about making money. It's about the fans, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> no, I think that uh, enough people will watch uh, this. There's such a weird. I don't want to call it a cult following just because it's so new, but and it was loved back then. Like they got canceled. I think because they wanted to go more of a lighter tone with Cartoon Network, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that, but... That would make sense. That's sort yeah. of the realm when they started having those really weird cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Young Justice was in the play, and so oh, yeah. they wanted to do that, and that was on a different channel. <sighs> Great show. And it's like an anime style. Yeah. I love Teen Titans. It's sad. So good. It still makes me sad that Teen Titans Go is a thing because anytime they did the sort of chibi, more anime focused type thing in the regular Teen Titans show, it was brilliant and funny and tasteful. Yeah. And then they just made an entire show off of it. And I was so sad because they had these it. little shorts for Teen Titans that were basically Teen Titans yes. Go. Yeah. And I remember. I was those. like, I love these. I want more of these. And then they're like, cool, we're going to cancel the real thing yeah. and give you just this. No, like, no, that's not what we wanted. The reason it's so good is because it balances out the the rest of the you know seriousness of the yeah, show. Yeah, it was so serious. If there's no and then seriousness in the cute. show, that's then you're taking away the show. Yeah, it's an add-on to something already good. You take the good thing away, you leave the add-on. It doesn't work independently. At least they question, try to make it work independently. Doesn't question work. of the day: hashtag GUGcast is too much. Of a good thing, a bad thing. Yes or no? That's very broad. Yeah. Is <laughs> is there too much Teen Titans? Let us know. I think there is because Teen Titans Go exists and it doesn't need to. <laughs> yeah. I should try watching it. I've watched like two episodes and I was like, this is garbage. I want Oh, you definitely gave it a fair shake then. Did I? <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen any of it. <laughs> I don't know how much is, that, is a fair shake. <laughs> I, uh... I just wanted my childhood back watching that. That was all oh, I Oh, that's had. how I feel about Sonic the Hedgehog and you and your 3D abominations. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Fair enough. I have a new, <laughs> new understanding. There you go. Yeah, think of Sonic the Hedgehog as as my Teen Titans. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, 
before we head out, real quick, because I'm terrible and didn't even think to ask, how was your guys' Easter? Oh, it was good. You guys are, it was it was awful. <laughs> no. Do you want to talk about it? Thanks, bring it up. No, I I I went to a different church than my home church because okay, I I wasn't planning on it, but a lot of friends were like, "Yeah, let's go to this church." I'm like, "Okay, sure, might as well." I want to go to church sometime, Chili. And it was what? I want to go to your church sometime. I ho- yeah, that would be fun. You should come come for packs. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can take you. Uh, and I really, I won't. I don't want to disclose anything about the church. Right. The music was amazing, but the sermon was not. Oh. So it was kind of like I I watched a different sermon later, uh, to feel better about everything. <laughs> okay. It was Fair one enough. of those. It was one of those that had such a like. It was so close. To being good, I think it had a good. Mm-hmm. It had all the good intentions, and I could sort of see where it was coming from, where it was going to. But she did not make the biblical theological connections with what she was trying to talk about. Okay. So it was like, here we're going to mention this, like, you know, the classic Luke um, verse verses right. that talk about the resurrection. And there was another verse mentioned that I don't even remember because I don't remember it being played out in the sermon. So it was one of those where I'm like, oh, you can make these connections so easily, but you didn't. Why? But the music was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. We had a good class and good service and then ended up getting lunch and just kind of hung out for the evening. I was off work today, so it was just kind of me and my brother chilling out together and we played a few games online with friends and and that was that for sunday awesome. i it was it was pouring rain so there was no easter egg hunting yeah Fair enough. it was raining here too <laughs> it was bad it was beautiful out here but i uh someone's gonna be bad at me about this i ended up working the entire time Aww. but i did go to service friday and then we did have family dinner uh That's good. that evening which is really nice yeah yeah we had a family dinner too or lunch brunch yeah. meal we had a family and my meal. <laughs> friday service was not a good friday service it was just a normal it was their easter service yeah i go to a big church <laughs> cool i'm glad you guys had a good easter happy easter everybody else i know it's like a week late now but not, just yeah. whole, like not a whole week it's like half a week late it's still holy week kind of right or yeah. was that last week it's no it was last week oh weekish it's, Holy Week Part 2. Every week is Holy Week. Part I mean, 2. If you're from Canada, we're recording this on Easter Monday. Yeah. According <laughs> to my calendar, that is a that is a Canadian thing. Well, we have Easter Monday LJ here. LJ says every week should be Holy Week. We should our, always be celebrating Easter. Our classes were uh, partially canceled today because it's Easter Monday. So Okay. We kind of celebrate. Must be a northern thing. We also did the I had same people who were, Good Friday. Yeah, I had people who were surprised that I was not off work Friday for Good Friday. Hmm. Huh. Neither was I. <laughs> cool. Joe, where can they find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games and uh, Right Fury Media. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and Twitch at ShellShock24 or at Geeks Under Grace. Yep. Uh, cool. And you can find me at Cody Armor on Twitter. In closing, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless.